With this being our last episode before the new Spider-Man movie comes out, Spider-Man No Way Home, we decided that we're going to give the politics a break and look into just culture and trending topics because this movie is all the buzz right now. We didn't realize how big of a buzz it was until a whole week in advance before we actually see the movie. Damn near all the tickets are sold out. So if that many people are interested in it as a event, as a topic, we should cover it as a topic. We briefly covered it before in a past episode in a segment, but we're a lot closer now to the actual movie being released and we've uh, kind of got our uh, nerd hats on, our geek hats on, and we're gonna we're gonna geek out and fanboy on this particular episode. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair, and our take on it. Two guys from the South Side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you know somebody that's interested in what we're talking about, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website, donate an amount of your choosing. Um, so yeah, um, we, before this particular episode, we were conflicted be, between talking about Chris Wallace leaving Fox News and Spider-Man No Way Home. Um but we've covered Chris Wallace in the past and him leaving Fox News and the rumors that are circulating is that he's going to go to CNN. It's really not that surprising considering that a moment that I'll never forget in presidential history when uh, <laughs> President Trump debated Joe Biden and Chris Wallace was supposedly the moderator and president trump ended up having to debate chris wallace and joe biden and there was no moderator um that was very interesting and since then i think it's been pretty evident so to anybody that is into politics and does follow politics and and listens to our show for that matter uh they aren't totally surprised by this move but uh something else that has people hyped and and a lot of people are 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 talking and and discussing and and having a good time about on the internet is the new spider-man movie all of the fan theories all of the 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 easter eggs and people breaking down the trailers and we're no different we're no different i mean we're we're kids at heart um uh We've been comic book fans for a long time. I've been a comic book fan since I was a kid. Um, I still have a bunch of comics and graphic novels. And the last time I was excited about a movie like this, 
um, I, we were discussing in pre-production was yeah. um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because it was like, the, you, are, you always know that there's a lot of excitement surrounding a movie when we try to make it like a group event, like all of our friends yeah. go to see it together. You know that <laughs> it's like, there's something. So, you know, we saw... Uh, Endgame together with all of our friends. We saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I can't really think yeah. of any other movie between now and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that has garnered the type of hype that we're, we're feeling for us. Yeah, yeah. Know, for us personally. Yeah, because uh, let's face it, ever since the COVID-19 pandemic, it's like, I don't know... It, it all kind of went downhill. I mean, there was there was some solid movies. There was the Christopher Nolan movie that came out, but it was not it wasn't the same because people weren't even going to theaters like that. Yeah, and uh, so and we didn't see that as a group. No, we didn't see that as a group. So it, it was it was a lot different. I think I saw it with Donnell though. Yeah, I did watch it with Donnell. We ended up going to, to watch it, but it was not like the same vibe that you get like i remember i'll never forget when we watched the dark night like when we had the tickets we had the pictures of the tickets like yeah. it was like damn dude we're about to watch like an epic ass movie and it didn't disappoint so it's moments like those that you remember like oh damn what were we on during that time what were we yeah. talking about what was going on like it's like a little um kind of like a bookmark to to like the certain time frame yeah yeah and and uh, uh a quick little side note uh both endgame and once upon a time in hollywood came out in 2019 oh wow uh but endgame was in april 2019 once upon a time in hollywood was july 2019 yeah. i feel that those are the movie it's always comic book movies or like a quentin tarantino movie like we really it's like an event and sometimes some Martin Scorsese films will be like, oh, let's go watch it. But, yeah, because cause I remember I remember even with uh, The Hateful Eight. I don't know if I saw it with you. No, I don't think I saw no, it with you guys. No. But I was excited because it was a 35 millimeter show. So, like, with the whole um, interlude, like, or uh, what do they call it? Intermission. When, intermission. Like, that shit was, like, epic. So, I remember we got, like, a little booklet. Like, yeah. uh, they... You just get excited about shit like that, and, and then knowing knowing that Quentin Tarantino's big on like film, like mm -hmm. film, not digital, like recording digitally. Yeah. So it, it, it's special. And it, it's funny because for us, what people don't realize is we're big movie fans. Like obviously, like you know, on the show we talk about trending topics and current news. And we're talking about this particular movie because it sort of is a trending topic. But we talk about movies all the time. To be honest, yeah. we've thrown around the idea of having a movie podcast. Like, yeah. like you know, a podcast where we break down movies and discuss movies and stuff like that. And briefly, when we were doing sketch comedy, we had a segment with our sketch comedy where we actually did... Comic, uh, uh, comedy movie reviews. Yes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And if you think about it, we we also have broken down, even though it's different than breaking down a movie, but we've broken down uh, 
stand-up comedy specials, yeah. Kevin Hart, uh, Dave Chappelle, and stuff like that. And actually, to be honest, like that's something that I would consider down the road is, is maybe having like a a movie show where. The the thing is, I I feel like if you if somebody were to have a movie podcast, it gets where it starts to get difficult. Is where do you draw the line between covering like where like how do you discern the movies that you're gonna cover? Because not every movie all the time is something that you want to see. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's where I feel like. You want the job to be fun, but there's going to be a lot of moments where it's not going to be fun because there's times where for as much as I, 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 I love movies, there's times where months go by. Sometimes if it's felt like years have gone by and like there's no good movie, it's just like nothing that like really yeah. like gets my interest or, or anything like that. Lately, I feel like there's been uh, like a, a a little bit of a spark yeah. uh, a, a resurgence to a certain degree like it's not it's not a renaissance or anything like that but uh with uh i was telling you in pre-production i recently watched on paramount plus the south park post covid special yeah that's been good um you know we got the matrix coming out you know i don't know i don't think that's gonna be that good i'm not that excited about the movie I'm definitely not going to the theater to see it. I'm yeah. gonna watch it on HBO Max, but it's still like something cool that I'm gonna, you know, in that the day of, I'm gonna be looking forward to watching yeah, it. Yeah, um, definitely not the the excitement that I feel for 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 Spider Man No Way Home. The other movie that's coming out uh, soon that I'm I'm kind of excited about. I think it comes out the day before Christmas on Netflix. Is the is the new Adam McKay movie with DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah. Damn, I forgot about that. That comes out the day... Well, on Netflix, it comes out the day before Christmas, and it's. I think it's in select theaters now. Um, you know, so that stuff is is pretty interesting. Uh, do, you, do you watch any... Um, youtube channels or or listen to any podcasts like that are about movies or 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 do movie reviews or anything like that yeah there was one guy uh actually i think you introduced me to him i watched uh i used to watch him a lot but you know what i feel like he hasn't really released a lot of stuff uh what's it what's his name oh man I know Wisecrack does some stuff like where they break down shows. Yeah, and they do more like video essays. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember this guy's name. If you, uh, he he's he's pretty solid. Uh, is it Chris Stuckman? Yes, Chris Stuckman. Yeah, um, but I I've kind of fell off, and then I'm I'm actually subscribed to him, but like I really haven't gotten any notifications. It looks like the last one he did was Dune. Yeah, he he kind of. He kind of switched up a little bit because uh, he's actually right now trying to get a movie deal. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, he he he's a filmmaker, and he said, uh, "I want to." This was some months ago on his channel. He said that because he now considers himself more in the realm of a filmmaker, he doesn't want to critique movies so like he still 
on his channel, he still talks about movies. Yeah. But he doesn't really do movie reviews anymore because his his idea is like, I don't agree with this notion, but his thing is like, well, if I'm going to be a filmmaker, I like I don't want to be ever talk bad about about movies like other people's movies because I know what it's like. So I guess it's kind of like he's playing the karma card like, oh, well, I don't want to like say anything bad about people's movies because I don't want people saying anything bad or disparaging about my movies. Yeah. But why not? Like, why not still be a critic? Like, I think that it's great that Martin Scorsese and, and it's funny because we're, t- we're about to talk uh, about a Marvel movie and we're excited about this Marvel movie, but yet, and still, I do think that it's great that Martin Scorsese is critical of yeah. such movies and says, you know, categorizes them as not being cinema. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I feel that you can still have an opinion on it just because you're a filmmaker. I don't know. I, that makes, doesn't make much I think, sense. I think the more well-developed your opinion is on, on such a, a, a topic and the way a movie is made and certain techniques, it makes you better at your own skill and hone in because it's like, well, I like that. I don't like that. I get inspiration from that. That 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 takes away my inspiration. You know, you're able yeah. to to navigate the field and the realm of of what it is to be a filmmaker based off of you know what you think works and what influences you and it's like oh. I like the way that this filmmaker does his lighting. I would like to do something like that. You know, I I, I think, in in fact, I, I could imagine to a certain degree whether you realize it or not or whether they realize it or not, yeah. but filmmakers are probably amongst some of the best movie critics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, they know the art uh, stuff. And when you watch movies long enough and you appreciate the nuances, like... When we were talking about the aviator, uh, that shit. I was thinking about some of the scenes, some of the cutscenes. I like. I remember when he, when uh, when uh, Le- uh, Leo's character Howard Hughes, he's like touching the girl's body, and then it cuts to him touching the plane. Yeah, I thought that was like a nice touch, showing like the far reaches of a man's uh, passion is more than just a girl. It's like the purpose exactly and like it's like little things like that that we always pay attention to i remember like when i went to the art that's the art you know yeah it's like it's like like amazing how you can do stuff with that or i remember when i I didn't i i went to go watch there will be blood and it was like with the wrong crowd (laughs) like it was not with the right people i should have watched it like with you and like donnell like or at least people who would appreciate the art of a movie like that yeah because like i i watched it and like they were like i don't know what to do with this information and i'm like damn this shit was badass this and it's like they really had nothing to say about it they were like yeah i don't i don't like this wasn't fast five so i don't don't know what you want from me so i was like you really appreciate the people that that appreciate film and so yeah obviously when when you've watched stuff like like the Spider-Man stuff like from the from the beginning all the way to now it's like there's a lot packed into it i mean you were telling me in in a uh, pre-production how like you've been watching them from the beginning like yeah. the first Spider-Man all yeah, the way prepping, through prepping for No Way Home i've watched the Sam Raimi trilogy i've watched the Amazing Spider-Man the two Amazing Spider-Man movies and then now i'm into the 
the MCU movies, I watched Civil War because that's kind of where Spider-Man is introduced into the MCU. Then I watched Homecoming and then I just need Far From Home, which is going to be badass because I've never even seen Far From Home. Like, like all those other movies, yeah. I, I've re- I'm re-watching them. But Far From Home, I never I never saw it because, which we'll get into as, as we discuss this. The MCU, for as excited as I am about No Way Home, it's really the the excitement really stems from like the the past stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know all the stuff, the references from the Amazing Spider-Man, all the references from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. But when it comes to the MCU, I'll be honest. I don't think Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man. I don't think he's a great Peter Parker. Like I, I'm not really moved or compelled by him. Maybe that'll change or alter a little bit when I when I finally watch uh, Far From Home. But it's because of that that I never felt compelled to see Far From Home. The yeah. only thing that actually, w- when the trailer from Far From Home came out and and, and uh, I saw it, I was like, damn, I would like to see how Mysterio is portrayed and how Jake Gyllenhaal does in that particular role. But other than that, like it, it, it was like nothing. Like it didn't, it just didn't move me at all. Yeah, it was pretty for forgettable for the most part because I, I have a hard time remembering some stuff. Like the fight with Mysterio was pretty interesting because of the stuff that Mysterio did. Uh, I'd have to rewatch that. But that's the thing about uh, Homecoming and Far From Home is Homecoming, the most memorable part was um, Vulture's character. And then in, in uh, Far From Home, Mysterio was real interesting but I don't have interest in like Spider-Man and the story of Spider-Man whereas with the Sam Raimi's I was invested in the story and then with Andrew Garfield I was invested in the story actually the the dynamic between Andrew uh, Garfield's Peter Parker and then Gwen Stacy uh, played by Emma Stone it was like really they had really good chemistry better chemistry than even I would say Toby and um, what Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane so the second one, I was like, man, I, I really, I'm into that. Like the, their story is pretty dope. Um, but it was actually Spider-Man, like yeah. the Spider-Man story. With the new ones, it's always like has something to do with either the Avengers yeah, or with the bad guys, which is not bad. Like that means that at least for the Spider-Man movies, the bad guys, they've had some pretty compelling characters. And, and uh, I mean, that that's that's good. It's just... When it comes to the Spider-Man aspect, I, I feel I, it's it, it's just lackluster. I don't know. Uh, some of the like I I understand Spider-Man has like the certain corniness to him, you know. Yeah. And they try and incorporate that, but I don't know. I guess Tom Holland's uh, Peter Parker isn't. I feel like mm, with him, that's convincing. One one thing like like his physical stature. It's like he's real small, like yeah. like like too small. You know what I'm saying? Like I could rock with like the 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 Andrew Garfield skinny Spider Man. Yeah, I think that looks pretty cool. But he's kind of tall, and yep. the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man 
to me, that was like a spitting image of like the cartoon, the Spider-Man yeah. from the cartoon, yep. like kind of bulky, not buff. He's like a, 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 a yeah. swole dude. You know, I, I, I thought that that worked. And then the Andrew Garfield one, it, it, it gave me a little bit more of uh, the comic book feel. Yeah. But, but the 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 Tom Holland one, it's just like straight. I, like I'm a little kid, you know. And it, it's, I don't know. It doesn't. I, I, it, I, I, I don't buy it. Like I can't buy it as much. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, and maybe that's what what doesn't resonate with us as much is because it's a, it's a younger Spider Man, whereas, uh, this one it's like, it's prolonged in the high school years. So yeah. like maybe as he grows out of that and is more of a. But then if you think about that, if you if you use that same logic. We were kids during the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and we never felt like we still liked it, even though he was way older. So I don't yeah. think you necessarily need relatability to like it more or less. I think it's just based off of like how well how well it's done, how compelling of a of a of a story it is, and like for instance with the the one thing i don't like uh, about the mcu spider-man which is the tom holland spider-man he seems to be like really like fluid when it comes to like his identity yeah it's like dude in no way home you're it seems like the big the big issue is like you don't yeah. like the p- people knowing your identity but Aunt May knows your identity. Your friend knows your identity. It seems like... Uh, uh, yeah. I haven't seen Far From Home, but from the trailers, it seems like MJ knows your identity. Yeah. Stark knew your identity. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that know your fucking identity. Like, you Everyone don't see... Everyone knows it's, who the fuck it you are. It doesn't seem like it's, like, <laughs> that much of a secret versus with the other Spider-Man, uh-huh. Sam Raimi, and, uh, and, and then the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man. Not a lot of people knew the identity. Like the, the love interest, really. And that was it, right? Yeah, exactly. And then... Uh, when Stacey's dad finds out, but then he, he dies. He, he, so. Exactly. And then um, and then with uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, Harry ends up finding out, but he dies. You know, yeah. like those that, that know, they end, up, they end up dying. There's something about that story, too, like the the whole hidden identity thing that like it it makes it more compelling because it shows like kind of like the how hard it is to be to be peter parker and spider-man yeah you don't have that in the new movies and the purpose of having a secret identity is to protect your loved ones yeah and so you can't be you can't be so so fluid with, with that another thing too is like the new ones and i mean if it works, it works, but I feel Marvel, ever since Disney took over, has been, like, really pushing the whole woke shit. Yeah. So it's like, oh, of course, Ned has to be brown, and then MJ has to be black, and it's like, I don't feel it's natural how, like, let me give you an example. Quentin Tarantino, when he did Kill Bill, she wasn't woke. He just wanted to do Kill Bill. Yeah. Whereas with, with uh, sometimes with the Star Wars movies and the, and the new... MCU movies, it's like you're really trying. You're pushing it, and it's like I don't like 
to be pandered to. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not white. That's fine. I, I don't have I don't take offense if there's white characters, but sometimes it's like they really focus on that and it, and it and it could change the dynamic. I don't feel that it has though. Like I don't know like with with, with Ned, he, he cuz I think he's uh, well, for those that don't know, Ned leads in the comic book ends up becoming the hobgoblin. We haven't been like that has not there hasn't been like a foreshadowing or or whatever of him becoming that in in the comic books. But I mean, I I would assume <laughs> His name is Ned Lee's for a reason, so maybe in the future that might that might happen. We don't know. Um, and then MJ has always been white, but like, you know, I don't have a problem with Zendaya being uh, MJ. It didn't really bother me, but it's like, I, I I really don't, I really don't like certain aspects of that. Like you try and uh, go that route like in and Endgame that forced inclusivity yeah in Endgame that one scene where all the girls yeah. happen to be I'm like okay alright let's please relax with that just be, let it be natural you know yeah and so a, a lot of that is like Marvel playing it safe Disney playing it safe I don't think that uh, the the two prior Spider-Mans I mean they Spider-Man is not like a dark character to begin with, but like I think I feel like it felt a little bit more less campy. Yeah. I feel the new ones are a little bit more campy. Well, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, it was it was definitely campy, that Sam Raimi style, but it was it wasn't juvenile. Yeah, like maybe these, that's what it was. These these are juvenile. It's like it's like it's like uh it feel it has like a Disney feel. Yeah. And, and I, I really prefer it not to have that feel. Yeah. Um that's why I, I'm I'm very glad that like you what was it phase three of the MCU, like with Civil War, uh Infinity War and Endgame. I'm glad that those were made like before the whole Disney deal yeah. or they were already in the works because they were they were great. Yeah. I, I don't really know what what now, like in this phase four, I don't really know what it's going to be with Disney. Like, yeah. for instance, I, and I was actually thinking about this earlier. Like, the shows that were taken off of Netflix, remember, like Netflix had The Punisher, Punisher and, and it had uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Those shows, oh, and it, it had the other ones like Jessica Jones and uh, yeah. Luke Cage and, yep. and all that. Those shows, and I guess like it would require like research. Uh, um, I I didn't know we were going to get into like this particular aspect of it, or else I would have like looked into it. Those shows were they, but maybe you know, do they were they pulled from Netflix because of ratings issues, or were they pulled because of the deal? Because for yeah. instance, like I'm I knew a sure. lot of people that rocked with Daredevil, like the Daredevil show. But then I it got canceled from Netflix. So I'm, I did it get canceled because, well, now it's a Disney property, or did it get canceled because, because it just didn't do well? I'm not sure. I'm not sure because you're right. Like it, 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 it was actually pretty popular and highly rated, and I enjoyed it. I didn't watch The Punisher. I don't know if that was. I never watched good. it either. But the reason I, the reason I'm, I'm even bringing that up is because. What's going to happen with Blade? 
Like Blade, how are you gonna do? Like Blade, in my opinion, can only be a rated R movie. Yeah. You know, so is Disney gonna do a rated R movie? Like, how is that gonna work? Yeah, like uh, because Blade no is way. slated. You yeah. know, Mahershala Ali is slated to be Blade. So I haven't watched the. Like, I don't know what a PG thirteen Blade would look like. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to watch that because yeah. Blade. You gotta be rated R. It's like, I mean, he's, he's slaying vampires. Like yeah. that alone, there's like blood everywhere. Like, you, the, like blood is part of it. You yeah. Know? Was it Logan rated R? Yeah, but Logan was not. Not was Marvel. Not, yeah. It's not. It's not Disney. No. And then there was another one. Now it is because you know they acquired the 20th yeah. Century Fox properties. But at the time of no, it was it was not. And then Dead was Deadpool. Deadpool was also 20th with. Century Fox, but n- n- it wasn't at the time. So, so now a lot of these characters, well, Logan he dies off, but um, what what do you do with the, the, a Deadpool? Yeah, that's like that's a rated R movie. What do you do with that? So, um, this is where I where the MCU has its limitations, in my opinion. Like, there's certain things that you're not going to be willing to do, and that are not going to be true to the character. And, and honestly, like with, even with with Spider Man, you can explore darker themes, but you won't because it's not the safe thing to do, and it's like not good for the. You've already established him, and he's a fan favorite. Because I remember when, when uh, Endgame, like when they come back, mm-hmm. the, like the two that they like cheered for a lot was a Black Panther and Spider Man. Yeah. So you could tell like that was going to be the future. So now. You knowing that this is like what people want, yeah. You're not gonna change it because it's like, well, no, this is a cash cow. This is a cash cow. So I don't see Spider-Man changing too much, but I would like to see at least like a a more serious Spider-Man, less juvenile Spider-Man. And you're gonna have to because if he's kind of trying to take that mantle from like Tony Stark, you're gonna have to take uh, a more. Mm, adult route with him yeah and then that's the thing it's like he doesn't really look the part no that's where it's kind of a little weird but i mean and and i so far i haven't seen tom holland to possess the acting chops to pull it off either you know what i'm saying whereas the one that out of all the spider-man that we've had so far in movies the one that has the the best acting chops is definitely andrew garfield like yeah. when i i uh as i've rewatched the movies when he faces like loss you really feel it yeah. like he you know like the the the, the sadness the, the like everything that he's going through in fact the Amazing Spider-Man in in those two movies, he dealt with so much like loss and and then also kind of, which I I didn't really like that aspect uh, of like the the them showing like the history of his parents, mm-hmm. but but even like what he deals with emotionally with that coupled with like Uncle Ben and yeah. then and then and then uh, Gwen Stacy, he re- you really showed that like if they were going to like a third movie. That would have been perfect to introduce Venom into that universe because yeah. he had like, like the the the, the loss and like the anger yeah. that like it, it would have made sense for like the symbiote to like want to attach to him, you know? Yeah, 
and and like to see like what the, what what that would have been because yeah. really with with the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, it was really in the first movie you have the loss of Uncle Ben and then like you feel it, but then really the only anger that you see that makes the symbiote like want to use him as a host is when Captain Stacy tells him, "Oh well, the the guy that we thought killed your uncle wasn't really the guy." Yeah, it was it was Sandman, which that was kind of a badass story. Like that part, the the, the way that they did that at the end when it, when Sandman actually told him like what happened. Yeah, yeah, and like he forgives him. It's kind of like and like you see like you know Uncle Ben. He was like just telling him like, you know put the gun down. You could go home or and it was kind of like he accidentally like shot him or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But in the moment where, where Peter Parker finds out about that, you see the anger. And, yeah. But the thing is, it's like old wounds like reopen. Whereas with the Amazing Spider-Man, it's like something like, like every movie had something new that happened to him. It's a yeah. It's like it, it accumulates it, exactly. And and so it, it could have been a thing of like, oh well, you know now yeah. he's the you know the Spider-Man in black, and then you know Venom and, and whatever the case. I could never see Tom Holland's. Spider-Man being Venom, like the Venom exactly, Spider-Man. and that's kind of like the reason I brought that up is like you, we saw it, Tobey Maguire, and you could envision it with Andrew Garfield, but it's very hard to see with Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah, like and like you could in in, in this world we've seen in, in well the, in Phase Three we saw like there's parts that are gonna be sad and shit, and so I could see certain aspects of Spider-Man in black being incorporated if they take the right route with it. But it would have to, I don't know. I don't know that, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of elements because now that they own X-Men, now they have Deadpool. Now like what, what route are they going to take? You know? So, which there's a fan theory, uh, that I was, I, I can't remember if I saw a video or I was reading it. Like I said, I've been, I've been consumed by Spider-Man culture lately, but but um, I came across this fan theory that is of the belief that the part we see in the No Way Home trailer, where it looks like uh, Doctor Strange is like on top of the Statue of Liberty, and you see like all of those purple lights and stuff in the sky. Yeah. Uh, they pulled. Oh, it was a video because they 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 show that and they show uh, a comic panel from the house of m and they, they even though the house of m is with uh the scarlet witch it's yeah. not with doctor strange but they said like there's enough similarities in 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 the aesthetic in that in that particular scene where it looks like it, this could be like the introduction of the the mutants to that universe Damn, imagine that's the end credit that would be wild that like, would be like it w- and you really like let's say you don't even have the cast yet because they yeah. more than likely don't well you know what i think if i'm not mistaken i i think they've started to cast the fantastic four which yeah. will they ever get the fantastic four right i don't know because <laughs> like they've never been able to get it right so far i heard it was so bad like i didn't watch it because i no nah, i didn't even really like the original the yeah. the um, the first movies yeah it, they had one and two. I didn't really care for them, and then the 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 when they rebooted it, I didn't care for it either. They're not. 
they're not compelling characters to be honest yeah what makes the fantastic four great what makes like them really great is who they introduce to the universe dr doom and and the silver, silver surfer. surfer yeah but really like yeah <laughs> like you like once they're there like you kind of will forget about them get out know? of here <laughs> you, you know what i'm saying like yeah. i'd much rather like fuck with like the guardians of the galaxy or you know what i'm saying more than the fantastic four um but uh i wonder if professor x will remain uh what what's dude's name? James McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I th- I would imagine they're gonna like start re- revamp everything, and that's what I was gonna say. Like if they do something in the end credits, I would do something where it would be like uh, just mentioning like Charles Xavier or something. Yeah. Like maybe maybe a scene where like it's in it's like in in e- England somewhere. Look, I'm, I'm on my filmmaker shit right, right now. Like a scene where it's like in Eng- England somewhere, and then you see like a like a young like a young dude or something, and then he's uh uh um like walking right. Like you just see the back of him, so you could cast him later or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like he walks into somebody's office at a school or something. It's like oh. Charles Xavier, nice to meet you. And then it just ends, boom. And oh, like it doesn't even show his face. It's right, just like exactly. the back of his head. It's like, oh, yeah. Charles Xavier. And oh, boom. You know, something like that where it would be like. Everyone would be like, damn, what's next? Yeah, that would be wild. Yeah. And especially as an as a. Or like if he's talking to somebody, maybe like, because he comes from money, so he really wouldn't need a loan. But maybe somebody that's going to help him get the school together. It's like, uh, Mr. Xavier, tell me about. This school for the gift, uh, your idea for a school for gifted youngsters. Boom, you know something like that. It's like, oh shit, like you know, you know what's coming. Um, but uh, but yeah, who knows? Who really knows? Uh, I do think that whatever happens in this post-credit scene in No Way Home, I think it's gonna be like a pretty, pretty gnarly in in terms of like, like what's gonna happen because. This is essentially them, like really, really launching the fourth phase. Like, like it's really like because it's the fourth phase has technically started with um, the guy that the the Asian dude. That there's a movie I haven't seen it. The Shing Shing Li or whatever. Yeah, I haven't watched that shit. And then I haven't seen the new Black Widow movie. Like, a lot of Phase 4 hasn't really interested me. The WandaVision show, Hawkeye, none of that has really has really interested me. But it's technically has started. But I feel like this will be, like, their true, like, launch pad, you know? Yeah. Because it's going to have a lot of eyes on it. Yeah. And not only that, but, like, uh, besides that, like, what will happen... Because what we do know for sure is all the bad guys from all the Spider-Man movies are going to be there. So like, what happens with? Well, not not all, but the yeah. like we're not gonna get. Doesn't look like we're getting the second Green Goblin. Doesn't look like he's in there. Oh no! Yeah, mm. doesn't look like Venom is there. Yeah, no Venom, no Venom, no Green Goblin. Well, the the, the Harry the, the 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 neither of the two Harry Osborn uh, Green Goblins. Yeah, the the James Franco. Or the Dane DeHaan Green Goblin, they don't. There doesn't seem like any yeah. appearance. Like so, what we'll, we'll have Kirk Connors. There what, was one in the, but I don't know because it's so fast. 
that's kind of going on a glider. Oh, 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 see, you haven't been doing your research. The in uh, there was a, a talk with um, Alfred Molina, William Defoe, and Jamie Fox. Yeah, and and uh, William Defoe, he's like, he's like, all I'll say, uh, they're like, oh, can you give us any spoilers or anything? He's like, all I'll say is is uh, the Goblin has some upgrades to his suit, so I'm pretty sure that's also him. Oh shit! Yeah, damn. That second like goblin that you see in the trailer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Damn. Yeah, and uh, what was pretty what was pretty dope is when um they were they were asking. So I seen two two panels. One with with um uh Tom Holland, Zendaya, and and the the guy that plays Ned, the Asian kid. Yeah. And then the panel with Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, and 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 Jamie Fox, and in those two individual panels, they both say something that to me makes me very excited about the Green Goblin in the movie. In the panel with Alfred Molina, Jamie Fox, and Willem Dafoe, um, I forgot what the exact question is. But it's something that alludes to like who is like the who's the biggest threat out of you three or or no out of all the villains, who's the biggest threat yeah. to Spider-Man? And and uh Jamie Foxx, he's like he's like, before anybody answers, I'll let you know right now. He's like, it's the Green Goblin. And then yeah. and then they're like they're like uh Willem Dafoe, he just looks at him and then he's like, Look at He's like, I'm not blowing smoke. He's like, I'm not blowing smoke. He's like, I'm I'm being real right now. He's like, because he's like, for me and him, meaning me and Alfred Molina, the yeah. Dr. Octopus, he's like, our beef is kind of like with the world. Like, it's not really personal. Yeah. He's like, with, with the Green Goblin, it's personal. Yeah. And if you look at the trailer, the Green Goblin, he's saying like kind of some epic shit. You hear his voice in the background. He's like... He's like, um, true to he, character. He's like, you're, 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 uh, trying, you're trying to like do what you, something along the lines of you're trying to do what you need to do and have what you want to have when the world is telling you you can't. Yeah. You know, so it seems like there's like a little bit of philosophy behind that particular character. And then yeah. in the panel with uh, the Asian guy, um, uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya. They asked Tom Holland, they're like, if there's, out of all the, the villains, if there's three that, like, you could go back and fight, who would be the three? And he says the Vulture, because he's the first one. Mysterio, because, you know, he was the second one. And then definitely the Green Goblin, because the Green Goblin. Like, so, like, he's saying it. So, there, you got, there are two examples of the cast, like, yeah, kind of making it where the Green Goblin is like on some, which that is pretty true to the character. Yeah. The Green Goblin is by far Spider-Man's like greatest enemy. Even a lot of people like to think it's Venom, but no, it's not. It's the no. Green Goblin. Yeah, it's the Green Goblin, and and uh, just the shit that he's saying, like it could be preparing you for him to like really hurt, dude. Like yeah. Really- badly do something, and we know what he's capable of. Yeah, and so. Th- that that's what was so compelling about the trilogy is uh 
Well, if you think about mm. even in the 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 Andrew Garfield Spider Man, he's what caused Gwen Stacy's death. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so it you know who knows who knows what what's gonna pop off. That's the most exciting villain for, for in my opinion. To see, to see is like yeah. when I see, and and they know that because they put Doc Ock. That would have been like my second favorite. Yeah, yeah, that would have been my second favorite. But like to see the Green Goblin back, oh man, that's that's major shit. So when I saw the little bombs, and that it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of out of the the three potential ones, it could be Willem Dafoe, yeah. James Franco. Which right now he's fucking me too. So I even if they yeah. could, they wouldn't have. Hell especially no. not Disney. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, and Dane DeHaan, which I haven't seen, dude. Like, does he even still make movies? But but uh, out of out of the three potential ones, definitely the most exciting is uh, is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. So knowing the sinister shit that he'll be on, uh, that'll be dope. And then if we see. Toby and Andrew Garfield suit up. That it has to be. I, I said in in the segment that when we covered <laughs> this this uh, particular topic before, not as extensively, obviously, but when we covered it before, that if they that's if they're not in there, like we've just went over all that shit, and like it would kind of be very meaningless all of it if they're not in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. like broke down the whole thing, but if they're not there, it's like like what. You know, now do you think that that if they do make it, it'll just be like towards the end, or I could see it being like definitely a third act thing, and I'm okay if it's it's just the third act. What I'm not okay yeah. with if it's just like a split scene, a split second scene, or uh, or like a post credit scene. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I nah. Would, come on, like let it be at least like even if it's the whole final fight scene. Like the grand fight scene, I could live with that, you know. And yep. then maybe like some, some like wise words or, or or some badass like dialogue back and forth. But uh, but but uh, it has to be it. There has to be something. Yeah. Damn. I'm I'm actually looking at just because like, you made me think about it. He hasn't really been on anything major. Who? Uh, Dane DeHaan after the Spider-Man Two movie. Yeah, yeah, like nothing, nothing big. Yeah, so um, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, and then we have rumors that the Vincent D'Onofrio um, Kingpin. Oh might be yeah, in there. and Daredevil. And I, I was watching this this YouTube video where in the show Hawkeye. They reference the Avengers Tower being sold, and I don't know if you remember in in Homecoming, they they mentioned yeah. Tony Stark selling the Avengers Tower in New York, but they never say who exactly. And so there's there's uh, speculation that it's it's Wilson Fisk that bought Avengers Tower. Oh damn! Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, so, on that mob tie yeah, shit. Yeah, so that that's kind of interesting, and then you know, obviously, um, Daredevil. I think Daredevil, if he's in the movie, I don't think it'll be as Daredevil. I think it'll it'll be um, fuck. What's the character's name? Oh, Murdoch. Uh, uh, Murdoch. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I think he'll probably be in there as a lawyer. Oh yeah, that makes you know, sense. Like yeah. he could show up and like like he, a nice little Easter egg. Yeah, like he's there, but like he's not. I don't think he'll be in there as Daredevil. Damn. Um. Yeah. Now before we before we close off, I have a a, a few rounds of questions, and then and then you know we'll we'll shut down the episode. I can't fucking take it. <laughs> <laughs> um. What's something that I, you know, out of the things we've talked about, the theories, whatever you've read or watched, that uh, that that's a, a possibility that must happen for you, or or that you would really like to see, other than Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Um. I'm kind of tormented about. Uh, I would like to see Venom uh-huh. in in, in uh, the Spider Verse, like in this in, in this realm. The and the Tom Hardy Venom. Yeah, I would like to see it because it's like it would make more sense. Yeah, other than than the the Topher Grace Venom. Yeah, it's just I'm not very. I don't like how they did the Venom. Yeah, I don't even like how he sounds. Eddie. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't fuck with it. Yeah, yeah but, but if they could introduce him, it, it might be something interesting. Yeah, I would find it interesting, and I think that Marvel has done like with Electro, for example, they fixed up his suit, they made him look more like Electro. So if they modified Venom a little bit more, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Look more like Venom. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks like Venom, but like, I think it was a travesty that he didn't have like the yellow, the the white. Spider, yeah, in those movies, which it it doesn't look good without it. Obviously, you understand why he doesn't because he never had Spider Man as a host to yeah. have it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because that's where it comes from. Yeah. The fact that like Spider Man was his host at one point. Yeah, but but yeah, it just looks way better with it. Yeah, and the way that they did it in Spider Man Three, it was badass because it was there, but the col- the the color scheme of yeah. it. It was it was kind of subtle, yeah. You know, it wasn't like like bright white how we're used to seeing it in the comic book. It's like a matte. Yeah, you could see it, and it's there, but it, it was it it was done pretty well. Um, for me, the thing other than than Andrew Garfield and and Tobey Maguire being in the movie that that uh, uh, I would really like to see. Well, I mean. It kind of has to do with Andrew Garfield, but but it's not like you know that specific happening of them being in the movie. Yeah, would be. I would really really dig it if Andrew Gar in the scene in the trailer where MJ is falling, if Andrew Garfield is the one to save her. Oh, because yeah. like the redemption of that. Because dude, again, I recently watched. You know, all the Spider-Man movies and including Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That scene, like, it's heart-wrenching. Yeah. It's heart-wrenching. And it's so emotional when it's slow motion. And, like, even the web, when it's going down, it looks, the webbing looks like a hand, like, reaching almost. Yeah, yeah. But also, if you take what happens in that scene and you compare it to the, 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 the No Way Home trailer when MJ is falling... They look very similar, even with like eerily similar debris like, and the way, like yeah. intentionally similar. Yeah, 
Like oh, like so, so you, so you're saying like if like, he's introduced, that's the way he's introduced. If if that's how he's introduced, that's even greater. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that would be wild. That that would be even greater. But like, let's say maybe I could see it where, uh, like, I'm, I'm putting my writing hat on again. So like, let's say in that final scene, right? Yeah. Spider Man, he's fucking with w fighting Electro. You know, Electro has the capability of destroying the web slingers. Yeah. You know, until it's modified with magnets where where he's not. Yeah. So let's say Tom Holland's web slinger is destroyed. MJ falls. I have no web. All I could do is try to reach her. Yeah. But she's too far. I can't reach her. What are you going to do? You can't yeah. do nothing. But motherfucker, another motherfucker does have web. Boom, you Damn, know something like that. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would be that would be pretty dope. That would be great if like you just literally <laughs> said the whole scene and it <laughs> happens just like that. Yeah, that'd be some fucking crazy ass <laughs> shit. It never does though. That's, yeah. that's the problem. Like that shit, it never it never works out like that. But I I would really I would really like that. Um, uh, and then uh, one last thing before we go. Um, out of all the Spider-Man movies, give me your top three Spider-Man fight scenes from any of the movies, but in order, first, second, and third. First, Doc Ock. Like, that shit was just in Spider-Man 2. Like, by far, probably... But, the, but where, where? Like, the, what's the, the, the setting? It was the train, okay. the train one. Um, that was like, man... Even now, it's hard for me to really watch any fight that I've seen in all of the Marvel, all of the Batman movies, all of the, the Justice League, all that. Like, it's hard to put that shit, like, not uh, top, like, as far as a fight is yeah. concerned. It's it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Just the way it was choreographed, everything. It's like, man. Um, part two... Um, that's tough. Part two, probably, even though it was short, the way, uh, the, and I had forgot about this until you mentioned it in pre-production, uh, even though I wasn't a fan of how the, how Venom w was in the movie, th there are certain things that they didn't really stay true to Venom and Spider-Man 3, but the way he defeats yeah. dude. I thought that was badass. Yeah. Like how he hits the, the pipes, boom, 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 boom. And like how he puts all that and how, how fast it goes. I thought that was that was badass. And then um, the Electro one, I thought that was that was solid. And like you had mentioned that that uh, it's because he used his brain to, to defeat him. Yeah. Like, like, so it's like that's some Spider-Man shit. It, 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 it reminded me a lot of like that particular fight scene reminded me a lot of like how Batman defeats his bad guys or yeah. the guys that are stronger than him. He always kind of like outthinks them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that was like, that reminded me a lot of the cartoon Spider-Man where he was like thinking like, Oh, how can I defeat this guy? Yeah. And uh, he would actually That was one thing the that the cartoon did very well. And then I, I liked that the cartoon, it always had like that, uh, 
like spy the like sort of like a narration of Spider-Man talking to himself. Yeah. So th- I remember specifically in the in the 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 Venom episodes because there was multiple parts for Venom. I like I like where he's uh, he remembers the sound that the symbiote had on oh, him. Yeah. And then he's like, oh damn. And then that was badass. How in Spider-Man three it was the same thing. He remembers that the bell ringing. Like made the the symbiote like want to jump off of him. So then he's like, "Damn, well with these pipes, I could make that sound." It's like the sonic waves. Yeah, you know that that is one badass thing about Spider Man that him and Batman kind of have that in common. Yeah, and, and um, I would say th- th- those are the top three. Then one that I enjoyed just because it was like just a way it was it was a smaller scene. It was when he fought, first fought the lizard in the school. Mm-hmm. And then Stan Lee has like the headphones. It's like oh, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was that was dope. And then like when he kind of like like sprays him with all the web, and yeah. then he kind of crawls on him like, like a, a spider. spider. Yeah, that is badass. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I wouldn't put it in the top three, but I, it's a memorable one. Yeah, and it's crazy to think about it because Tom Holland hasn't really had a memorable no fight. Like uh, Vulture was cool, and the Mysterio fight was actually pretty the, cool. The but thing, eh. but the, what makes See, the thing that makes the Vulture's fights cool is really the shit that Vulture does. It's not anything that Spider-Man does. Yeah. Spider-Man's best fight scene out of the MCU was what he did in uh, against uh, the uh, Captain America's team in, in Civil War. Yeah. That's when, like, he really showed, like, all his shit. Like, yeah. but again, that's a different director. So you had the, the Russo brothers, and they're like, okay, like... How are we gonna use this this guy to his his capacity? Yeah. So like the way he's like fighting giant uh, Ant Man, yep. And like he wraps his legs and he's like, hey, you guys remember in uh, in um, in Empire Strikes Back? And they're like, where'd you find this kid? And he's like, listen, he's on the younger side. He's like, no, but listen, when when they wrap around those big things legs, and then yeah. he's like, oh, he has a point. And then he he webs the legs, and then yeah. like they knock down Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, like that part, it was all oh, badass. He, it's like something that Spider Man can specifically do. Yeah, in this situation to help, or like when 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 uh, Iron Man first calls him, he's like on the ruse, and then he he gets the shield. Yeah, you know, like, but that was it. Like in 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 Homecoming, there's nothing like that. No. No, so so it's like it's solid movies, but it, it it lacks a memorable fight scene. Yeah, maybe that'll change with uh, shit. Not far from home, but no way home. Yep. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody will be interested in, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website and donate an amount of your choosing. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.